Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Could Londoners in the not-too-distant future glide around the capital on tube trains by the power of the sun and wind? While a rail project is working to create the electricity generation technology, it's already providing some solar power input for a busy commuter line into the capital. The startup called Riding Sunbeams is already producing small amounts of usable power from a solar panel array installed at a nondescript railway sidings on the Aldershot to London line in a project with Network Rail. Even with the unpredictability of British weather, they reckon a combination of solar and wind power in the future, coupled with battery storage technology, could help slash the amount of fossil fuel-powered electricity that's currently being used. At the same time, you'd be surprised how many mainline routes still run on heavily polluting diesel. More on that later. And could an increased focus on renewable energy help cut ticket prices if power costs are reduced? To find out more about this radical project to harness the sun's power to run your daily train ride and examine costs and feasibility, the leader podcasts joined by Riding Sunbeam's co-founder, Leo Murray. Leo, how and and where can we see this new technology at work already? You can see it if you travel through Aldershot Station by train. And it's just outside the station. There's about 100 solar panels in a small enclosure next to a very unassuming looking concrete shed. Now, that shed is a traction substation. So that is what's pushing power onto the third rail, which is the type of electrification that you have south of London. And... Um, in 2019, we connected for the very first time anywhere this solar array directly into the traction system that is used to power trains. So whenever a train is passing that location on a sunny day, some of the traction load will be being picked up by the solar panels. Now, it's a tiny fraction because that is just a proof of concept. What we were doing there was showing that we can safely and efficiently inject solar power directly from panels into the traction system. So, um, you know, if they're traveling on a sunny day, a tiny, tiny fraction of their uh, of the power that's being used to move their train will be coming from our solar panels. So what about getting the tube's power to be run on sunshine? Yes. So the tube runs on a very similar, the electrical architecture of 
the London Underground is very similar to the way that the railways were the third rail electrification that you find south of London. And that's what we've done a proof of concept on. So we, we absolutely know how to do this. We've shown technically that it's possible and it's safe and efficient. The big challenge that you have in London for supplying the tube is not very surprisingly, uh, it's land use, right? It's it, where is the area of land uh, going to come from? to put lots of solar and that's the big constraint you know in many ways the tube is very well placed it's, it's one of the biggest electricity consumers in the whole of the uk it's obviously london's single largest consumer they use about 1.6 terawatt hours vast amounts of electricity and it's a very very consistent load so they know how much power they're going to use into the future for decades and so that makes them a very attractive counterparty for a solar developer to sell power into the problem is where are you going to put the panels and what are tfl doing i can tell you that tfl is interested in this to the point where they've done some market sounding questionnaires and they, they've indicated they've looked at their own property estate to transfer for London and they basically have they've only identified one site that could host a meaningful amount of solar on it that you could potentially use for this so their market sounding questionnaire was inviting developers to identify other parcels of land that are adjacent to the tube that could be used to put solar on to feed power into the system would it be possible to add wind into the mix to boost the amount of renewable power in addition to solar yeah absolutely mark so the problem in the uk is that onshore wind is effectively banned under planning in england so you 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 haven't there's been two two projects built in the last few years you know two single turbines have been granted consent so that's been the case since about 2015 it's an effective planning ban the government says that we haven't banned it but it has unique it has planning obstacles that are unique to that technology that don't apply to anything else it's it's literally easier to get consent to open a new coal mine in England than it is to put up a wind turbine, even if it's owned by the local community. So we're hoping that that will be reversed because actually, yes, onshore wind turbines along busy railway routes would that 10% that I mentioned, you know, you obviously haven't got the winter constraint there. So you could, if you bring wind into the picture, you start to really, really bump that up. Integrating wind technology and storage, you could really make a very large share of the railway's traction energy demand. Any examples? We did a piece of work, a feasibility study for Transport for Wales, who have taken on all of the railway lines in the valleys and everything around Cardiff. So it's called the South Wales Metro. And it's nearly 40% of the traction load in the valleys lines could be met with a combination of solar and wind. And you're talking about quite small projects, relatively small projects, you know, a few megawatts here, a few megawatts there. They're kind of the perfect size to be owned by communities. Um, and Wales doesn't have the same, Wales has a different planning regime so they have not banned onshore wind in wales the big problem in wales is a lack of grid capacity before we go to the ads if you love theater then tune into our unmissable new podcast brought to you by the evening standards culture team Hello, I'm Nick Curtis. I'm Nancy Durrant. And I'm Nick Clark. And this is the Evening Standards Theatre Podcast. Every week we'll be reviewing two of the biggest... Or smallest. Or mediumest... Shows that are on in London right now. And we'll be interviewing some of the brightest talent across the West End and beyond. Actors, directors, writers, everyone. So this is your go-to for theatre in the capital. Find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. A new episode releases every Sunday morning. Make sure you hit subscribe, rate and leave us a review. 
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Now, before we look at the challenges of storing renewable power for use on railways, there's actually another grottier issue. The amount of diesel trains still operating around the UK. Leo, what can you tell us? We are running diesel trains. There are diesel trains running on routes that even have overhead lines for complicated reasons, interoperability and things. So, you know, we've got gaps in provision. So you might have an electrified line in one place, an electrified line in another, but no not a route that connects them. And so the whole length of the route gets travelled under diesel. The thing that I am most genuinely baffled about is um, we are we're planning new railways in the UK that will be running on diesel when they open, that we're not going to put up overhead lines and electrify them. It's very, very backward. You know, you won't, you won't find this anywhere else. The UK is almost unique. You know, India will have fully electrified its entire railway network, the biggest electrified rail network in the world by the end of this year. Last year, they electrified more track kilometres than the UK has done in the last decade. It's becoming embarrassing. And the route from Oxford to Cambridge, the so-called brain train, is going to be diesel when they open it. You know, it was originally spec to be electric and uh, the Secretary of State downgraded it because they don't want to spend the money on the wires in the first place. But of course, the cost of running Uh, under diesel is is much more expensive. So your OPEX is going to be much higher for that route. It makes no sense. Back to solar. And Leo, what about the unpredictable British weather? It's a popular misconception. It doesn't need to be sunny for your solar panels to be generating. It does need to be bright sun for them to be generating at full capacity. So their optimum generation, the maximum amount they can generate, you've got to have direct sunlight shining on the panels. But when it's overcast on a cloudy day, they'll still be putting out sort of at least a third, you know, probably about half of their maximum output. And even in heavy rain, you're talking about a fifth of the output, something like that. So, you know, solar panels even do generate when it's raining. So this is why they work in the UK. The bigger barrier for supplying our railways with solar power in the UK is winter because there are a number of months, December, January, February, your solar panels were doing very, very little. So this is why the maximum amount, this is a key re- part of the reason why the, the maximum amount of the traction load that we can meet in the UK from direct supply from solar is about 10%. So that's, the com- that's a commercially viable ceiling. It would be possible to bump that up um, that 10% if you were to integrate storage technologies. So how would storage help? If you were to integrate storage into this, you can do load shifting. You know, for a lot of the year, 
the peak demand on the railways is of course commuter times on weekdays and for much of the year in the UK that's outside of daylight hours so by integrating some storage technology what you can do is have your solar charging a battery which is then discharging in the evening peak when the railways are full of trains finally leo the big question for commuters could generating some power from sun or wind help cut ticket prices in principle absolutely because a sort of ballpark figure just to get this in context the cost of power that we can generate electricity at that we could supply the railways is about a third of what railways are now paying for their traction electricity so there's a very very big margin there you know even once you've accounted for some profits and some savings for the client you know profits for us savings for the client there's a big margin there what i would say is it's quite difficult to translate that into ticket price reductions because network rail who buy all of the electricity are not the people you're buying tickets from. You're buying tickets from train operating companies. They are completely separate entities and their ticketing and stuff, Network Rail has nothing to do with their price setting. So although you could have a situation where we're supplying Network Rail with cheap power and Network Rail is then selling that power onto train operating companies for less than they pay for the grid supply power, you would still then need the train operating companies to think it was a good idea to turn that into ticket price savings. There's much more news and features in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Friday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.